Alright. And we go live right now? We live right now? We live right now. I'm gonna be your magical host through this audio adventure that I have some uh some amazing friends and peers here with. What do you what are you pouring in these cups? Did I get a shot of this? Yep, we got Bushmills, the original Irish whiskey. Uh. The world's oldest licensed distillery. Oh, whiskey distillery. All right. Uh -huh. oldest oh, I don't know if y'all can yeah, hear it, but cheers to that. Can we get <laughs> distillery? Can we get cheers to that? Yeah, cheers. What are we cheering to? Well, this is the first ever segment here on the show. Uh, pretty much an episode. I don't even think segment's the right word. Under the influence. And this is a, a hybrid of a of a of an idea that my good friend here, Kevin, Yo. came up with. Kevin, let the people know as much as you want, of course, about yourself. I know Shane's going to be like, nah, I ain't, huh. I ain't doing that. Nah, I'm in Who's Shane? Yeah, right, my fault. Yeah, This is uh, Jerome over here. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I'm Kevin. Uh, work at uh, here at Unchained, fully doxxed already, first episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, been here for a little over two years working uh, on loans, um, having a blast, having a phenomenal time, uh, I should say, uh, compared to prior career. Uh, stumbled down rabbit hole Bitcoin in 2017 after somebody wouldn't stop talking about it at the bank that I was working at. Finally just caved and bought some December 13th, uh, you know, a few days before the, the, the peak and then wrote it down. From there yeah uh, and that's that's what i think really the the journey to the rabbit hole is, is when you see the price go down and you're like wanting to learn more about what you've done uh, yeah if you didn't know already um and so that's interesting i actually think it's like to me like the start of the rabbit hole is like when you get fucked somehow like by that fiat system like it's different for everybody sometimes it's like a medical situation where you kind of got screwed over or sometimes it's the bank fees or something but that's like I think that's more powerful of a driver to start getting orange filled than like just hearing somebody talk about it or whatever. But that's that's fascinating, man. Yeah. yeah if you don't see the value, then you know you're not you're not gonna get it until you actually like experience it. Yeah. It's a crazy thing. But yeah, yeah I stopped the story there, Kev. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, Kev is being a little too humble. Like I like the Kev that's gonna be like, like I'm BP. Of lending, right? like, that's, that's changed. <laughs> no longer a VP. Yeah, but I don't know. But I, I, Kevin is being humble. He is crushing loans. He is making like I remember when I sat down with you, and this is Shane is probably getting pissed because this is super doxing. But when I went to you to get a Bitcoin back loan, like you, it made sense to me. I was like, this makes a ton of sense, and we don't need to get on that here. But like that's, I think you're being a little humble and like, you know, doing the first loans that unchained. It's like you're crushing it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, he's the guy, he's the guy in charge. So, um, that dude. Yeah. And, and actually the, lo the loans, the first time I heard of unchained was on Marty's podcast. It was probably, it was 2019, but, um, the, it was one of the earlier podcasts. So it might've been like a 2018 podcast, but, uh, yeah, I can't remember. It must have been Drew, I think, or maybe even Joe. I, whoever was on it, that was probably the first episode that they were talking about on Chain and the loans. It was like, I got it immediately. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, this is like sick. Like I'd never heard of anyone doing Bitcoin collateral backed loans and just like immediately got it. And dude, I was like, that's awesome. That's super cool. Like 365, 24 hours a day, you can trade this thing and they're willing to give you 
cash, you know, for Bitcoin. And uh, yeah, yeah, so so I was honestly bought in Unchained like that that day, that time I heard it. Um, and then obviously, you know, they just just being just setting the tone for like all Bitcoin uh, native companies. But yeah, the, the the loans like brought me in. I was just like, wow, like I can't even. That was just something I never thought about. That's so obvious that once it was explained and that a company was doing it, I was like, dude, this that's huge. Like, yeah, so yeah. cool. Got that, my closer brother. It was a it was a really easy analogy, you know, personally speaking, when when I was starting to learn about the loan product, um, because you know I, I had been in banking for my entire career, fifteen years before that, um, and. You know, you have these things called securities baseline of credit, yeah. um, where people pledge their, their securities, you know, stocks, uh, et cetera. And, uh, you know, there's there's margin calls and liquidations as well for those, which I'm sure is uh, is, is not nearly as devastating as, as having that happen with your Bitcoin. But but the concept itself, um, plus, you know, you have you have feel like more options to cure those those margin calls. You know, you're subject to the banking system if you're having to deal with SBLs. Um, yeah. whereas in, in Bitcoin, you can, you could do both. You could use a banking system or, you know, you can use this, um, you know, transparent financial network that, uh, I'm not, I don't even know if I would just say financial, there's so many other uses, right. um, but, uh, you know, you can use this 24 seven network and, uh, and, and get something in, you know, on average within 10 minutes. Um, uh, so that was, uh, truly, you know, realizing that it was just like, oh my God, this is you know, far superior to, to anything out just by having that, that one extra option, but then as well, you know, the security of it. Yeah. You, 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 you are very confident in, in the fact that your Bitcoin sits there. You can you know, just view it on chain all the time. You know, different companies do different things, but um, that's the way Unchained does it. And uh, yeah, I was, it was just, uh, I, I love credit personally. I've been, you know, and money. And so like been in the right job, you know, basically, I feel like my entire time that I've been working. Um, but uh, but the fascination with credit and lending and borrowing um, is just always kind of stuck around, and so that that definitely drew me in. And uh, and and it was um, like I said, man, I'm having a phenomenal time. This yeah. is this is one of the coolest things I've ever done. It it is really insane when you think about. It. I mean, to me, a lot of different things sold me on that uh, um, on loans when it was being explained. But as a simpleton, like no credit checks. That was that was the very first one yeah. that I was like. Excuse me? I mean, I got great credit, Jump for the record. <laughs> I got fantastic credit. I've owned property before, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, yeah, I I was like, that seems like the right way to do it. And then everything else that comes with it there, the transparency, yeah. being able to see it there. So well, It's funny, you know, there's so many, you know, just talking about credit alone, mm -hmm. there's so many misconceptions about, you know, the current system. Like yeah. you, have your, you have your FICO score, right? Yep. Y'all know what FICO stands for? Not really, but I no. know it's something I could get. bit of useless banker trivia for you. <laughs> stands for Fair Isaac Corporation. They were the ones to develop the model for the uh, it, the FICO score, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it takes into account like six different things. The biggest thing being your payment history. But then there's there's um, another one kind of down the line there. Payment history, if I remember correctly, is thirty five percent of your your overall credit score. But then there's five other things that make up the other utilization. 65. Utilization's a big one, um, but the the one where people get tripped up on a lot is they think they can just like close, close out history. their credit card and it's fine. It's like no 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 that 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 like deletes 
your it's like a drop table you know it's gone <laughs> it's just gone you're never getting that history that payment history back yeah uh, and and that negatively impacts you most of the time uh and if you know, full disclosure none of this is credit advice uh, <laughs> Damn. just stating facts here even, uh, even when the liquor's involved yeah. we're, we're on work mode that's right, <laughs> that's right. um and then uh the the other one that that people uh, so yeah so you know you don't use your card leave it just let it sit but let the credit card company close it out yeah, for you they'll exactly. wait at least three years yeah, yeah. usually that's uh, a bad move though i'm am i being naive there if, if they leave, close it they it kind of lowers your points or some shit like that um not not the the it, it depends number one who closes it yeah <clears throat> if it's you it just deletes your payment history uh that bad you, idea. You, well yeah so you're gonna lose all that credit yeah. for, your, for your for your good behavior there yeah um and then if uh but if the if the you know the issuing uh company bank whatever it is um closes the card out it usually takes like three years and by then you're probably moved on to some other type of credit account yeah. building payment okay. history uh as well but uh but but the biggest i think misconception i hear or i've heard a lot is you know i gotta keep a balance on my credit card um and it's just not true uh yeah you, you, you need activity sure uh, and that's reflected within your payment history, which is that 35% chunk of your score. Yeah. But it, there's nowhere in there is, you know, checking to make sure that, you know, Jose has a hundred dollar balance when his credit card statement gets generated. Yeah. Um, you know, or, or rather that you carried that hundred dollar balance from the last statement to the next one. Cause if that happens, that means you get charged interest and yeah. you don't want to pay interest. No, nope. those, those banks make enough money off of their overdraft fees and yeah. all the nonsense that they do. Um, so yeah, down the credit rabbit hole yeah. we go. But uh, the golf ball sized tail is, oh, geez, uh, yeah. is here. Yeah, uh, okay, for, yeah. Damn, we so, might not make it out of this one alive. Friday, <laughs> Friday, April twenty eighth for anyone uh, exhuming us posthumously from this yeah. room. Uh, the, the hell reminded us of how shitty that fiat system is. That's Kevin just explaining the rules of it. I'm like, this damn system is the worst thing that's ever existed, but it, it did bring order to. Most of modern life until Bitcoin, at least. It, yeah, it accelerated, uh, you know, transition to modern day. Um, I don't know. Did it? Know it? What do you mean? Well, it, did it, it really accelerate? You can, you can definitely make the argument that there's projects and companies around today that wouldn't have been around if not for the easy credit. Yeah. But over a long enough time period, like, would we have just been better off on a gold standard? You know, and and not. I understand like credit is kind of pulling almost in one way, pulling future innovation to today because we're kind of just like everybody has a chance to, you know, do whatever idea they can think of and kind of like that. Whereas in a more hard money system, it's like, even if you have a great idea, if, if you don't have the, the actual capital to fund that idea, then your idea might not come to life or yeah. it might take a lot longer. But I don't know. It's a, part of me thinks like that that's probably not the case uh, that if we were just hard money in the long, you've got to think of a long-term time frame. the hard, we would be in a better place, a more advanced place with the hard money, maybe in smaller chunks, you know, 20, 30, maybe a generation of people um, like 20, 30 years. Yeah. yeah. You can bring some of that future forward and, and we can live more, uh, I guess, prolific lives. But I think over the long term. It just, um, yeah, creates zombie companies, obviously, corrupts the political system and all the shitty things that that uh, having a money printer does. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. So, so one thing that, that 
you know, came to mind instantly when you said that, you know, like, would, would we have been able to grow as fast or as well, uh, you know, on a gold standard? Um, I'm going to, you know, the first thing that came to my mind, you know, example out of history in terms of where they you know, fired up the money printer and then got to work with projects was uh, the Hoover Dam. Uh, it was started being built in 1931, according to Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, within a year, right? Ending in 1936. Oh, so wow. it took them five years yeah. to build. Well, 1936 was when it opened. Um, cost $49 million, uh, according to the 1931 budget. But in 2021 dollars, uh, again, according to Wikipedia, it was $713 million. Yikes. Um, almost yeah. a bill. Yeah, almost a billion dollars for that giant dam. Yeah. But would that have been built in five years under a gold standard? Would it have been built in two or ten? You know, uh, yeah. because they're... They're able to, you know, essentially borrow from the future and mm-hmm. then pay the present out. I'll I'll say I'll go even further and say that was closer to the gold standard. So yes, so it probably wouldn't have been able to be built at that specific time, um, in that speed, but let's say the first microprocessor mm. might have instead of being nineteen seventy, whatever, maybe that would have come out in nineteen, you know, sixty. Yeah. Or, or something or, or like the iphone or yeah maybe yeah. the iphone is even further so maybe the iphone would have come out in mid 90s mm-hmm. instead of 2008 you know what i mean so think on a time scale it's like it's hard to and even determine really even when the iphone was first demoed it, it didn't work uh like steve jobs or whoever was really? was demoing it on stage yeah it's this is this is if you look look this up it's it's really uh really crazy how staged the stage was uh, for for demoing the iPhone, they had to have literal like mini towers for boosting the cell phone signal just on the stage so huh. that it could work. Yeah, and they had to. There was a script. You know, you had to you had to use the i. You had to like you know do your gestures or clicks or whatever. You yeah. had to do it exactly to the script. Otherwise, it would bug out and like freeze up or something like that. You know, that, that, crash that's out. pretty common though. Yeah, like, yeah. like basically uh, just to correlate it to Bitcoin, and I know people could be like, "Damn, <laughs> good point." Um, no. Um, <laughs> That's like that. What I call the Mahler's effect. Like you're just not ready, but like you're putting the pressure on your team to like be ready. And then when you go on that stage, you're just not ready. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes you get by, and it's whew, it worked. And then most of the time, it's like it just shows that we're not ready. But why the Mahler's? Uh, why why the? Because everything, him, everything, and, and and I'm. I'm a Mahler's fan. Like, Me too. Man. I, like, Love yeah, it. yeah. Like, let's let's. It's it's hard to not like Mahler's, right? Yeah. Like, he's in the CNNs of the world, those places doing his thing. But you prematurely announce things way before you should do so. Um, and there's obviously business decisions for that, and that drives series fundings and things like that. So I get it. Uh, it gives your team something to work on. Um, but to me, it's like I shouldn't wait a year and a half. For what you said to happen to flourish. You really want that debit card? <laughs> I, I want that. I want a good debit card. Let me be specific. It doesn't even have to be from Strike. It, Fold could could compete in this arena. Uh, a few, obviously, I, without going deep into it, I just want a really good Bitcoin back card. Sure. That's still a market that should be home runs. I agree. Yeah. Disappointing on my Fold card. Uh, just to pivot and keep conversation rolling. Everybody here got a Fold card? You got a Fold card? Yeah. No. No? PayPal, stack hack well, I want to know your reason to not have it. And then before we get into that, uh, I want to get into the reason of why I think it fell off. Um, I just think it's trending down. I, I think a product went from being too good. Obviously, you can't give away too good for too long and grow a business. I get that point of it too. But there's such a thing as you have to grandfather people that invested in you early. 
Like you have to do something. Maybe have to is strong, but you, you, you need to. It should be in your process to say, "Hey, we're gonna take a hit on that." I mean, that that breeds loyalty, in my opinion. My my daughter, she's at a uh, uh, a brief diversion into my life uh, before going back to the fold car conversation. Yeah, but, yeah, no, go for it. But we're uh, my daughter has been attending this uh, uh, ballet like dance school thing ever since day one that they opened uh, yep. here in town, and we have the founders rate. And they've had prices go up since, but we've locked in yeah. low rate. So I, I appreciate it as the one who pays the bills. Yeah. So um, in a more specific example with Fold, it's like they just rug pulled everybody who paid for the premium card. Yeah. <laughs> Myself being one of those people. Because uh, most of those features that, that I opted into, um, instant deposit for free, 5% Amazon cards. Like that's mm-hmm. why I used your service. Like mm-hmm. I don't care about the willy wheel thing. I don't care about none of that. <laughs> the willy wheel. I care about 5% and I care about instant deposits when I need it. So... Mm-hmm. Um, do you, I mean, I still use it, but like what I've done is allocated like a small amount. And then whenever it burns out, it's like a burner card. Whenever mm-hmm. it's just done, I'm not depositing anything. I'm just going to wait till the next time it kind of gets filled up with a little yeah. bit there. How are you using your full card? Uh, my strategy, I don't, uh, when I first got it, I was like, oh yeah, let me load this thing up. I'm going swiping mm-hmm. everywhere. But that was with the, the wheel. And I'm, you know, as, as someone who's obviously fascinated with money and credit, I love numbers too. Uh, and so I would, you know, go to my spreadsheet, calculate different things and, you know, look at the probabilities and shit, you know, look at my spins and see like how to do this. <laughs> like, you know, uh, damn. Yeah. I, I did a lot of work for my, for my sats back. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. He milked folds yeah. dry. Yeah. Hey, no, Will man. Reeves. <laughs> no, I wish I had gotten on. That's why, that's why you got rugged, Jose. He's got it right here. This Excel sheet. <laughs> <laughs> because calculating the probabilities of the spins, dude. <laughs> no, one, one time I got a hundred percent back though. I was pretty, I was pretty lit up over that because I was like my electric bill or something. One two. Like, small fun fact: I have a shitty book that I wrote once that you can buy on Amazon. That's a small. <laughs> But I actually got 100% back on buying my own book, which is like the craziest. No way. That's yeah, really cool. Yeah, yeah, so I, nice. yeah. But that's the only time I've ever got You got 100%. a book? I wrote a book. It's pretty bad. By what? Um, it's like, um, you know, when you kind of hit that like rock bottom point, it's kind of 10 things that kind of align me, if that makes sense. Okay. A little bit of stoicism, but a lot of just different yeah. practical stuff. Um, I just think the formatting came out really bad. Um, it's really difficult to get like a e-Kindle book like to look good mm-hmm. um, and I didn't expect that so formatting looks very weird um, and I didn't, I didn't go to an editor mm-hmm. so like you're getting raw whatever just came out of my sure. pen maybe some grammar issues in there value for value man yeah but hey you, uh, for listeners Amazon go check it out you might find cool. some value but I, I attempted to write a book once and it did come out yeah. um, but that was the only time that fold wheel ever gave me 100% yeah. that's funny but Every, to answer your question I just basically uh, yeah. paying bills now uh, like the mortgage yeah. big one since the stack hack is back. We're going to have to have a conversation yeah. off the mic about that because yeah. I'm not trying to plug fold here. <laughs> but like I'm, yeah. I still have not been sold on paying bills. Yeah. Like well, um, double, double dip the credit cards too. You get a nice cash back. Yeah, that would know, be card. the and only reason why I would. Maybe that is a good combo to have. Can we like and then pay the credit without card going into the back. weeds? Hit, hit the, maybe that's a good advice for the listener. Value yeah. for value. Let the listeners know. By the way, this is a good segment, a good opportunity, I should say, to remind the listeners this is a value for value show. This is completely audience funded. You know, we're not, we're not, we could say whatever we want. We don't have any sponsors. We don't plan on having any sponsors. We're just having a good time as friends, as peers. We do this when the mic is off. So show your love, whatever value you get from Kev, whatever value you get from, from Shane, from myself, we're going to have splits applied. Boost it up. Give some value. You know, tell, tell us what you think about the show. 
Now go ahead and like kind of walk through the pavement thing without going into the weeds because yeah, somebody's gonna find value out of it. But yeah, essentially, you know, you, you just add in uh, whatever the um, uh, entity is that's that's billing you. Um, they don't have everything in there, so like uh, it, you know, I have the Gemini card and tried to find that in there. It's not in there. So there's <laughs> things in there you're not gonna find, right. but the major ones you will. Um, like Apple said, card. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, maybe I don't have it, but yeah. uh, but it could Chase, be in there. right? But yeah, like, yeah, Chase. Yeah. You know, uh, okay. USAA, Capital One, you know, City. All the sure, big yeah. ones are in there. But, <laughs> so you know, fiat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like but, only the people we fuck with. But yeah, but it it it, it does help to throw off that sad stream uh, yeah. every time you're you're paying your bills and doing you know the responsible thing and paying your credit card off and yeah, all that good stuff. Yeah, I. Shane over here with the Arthur fist over here. He's like, yeah, this is like KYC. This part. it is, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's KYC. my yeah, that's my fold. Uh, that's the reason why I never did fold. Yeah. Just KYC. Smart. And, that's smart. And uh, I, I cucked for it. I guess it was cool. Like, you know, rewards is a cool idea, but it's just it's it's really hard. I think I don't. know. I'm not in the business, so maybe it's not as hard as I think it is. But it's just I feel like very fiat incentive based like giving rewards, and if that's all you do, that's all people expect out of you. So as soon as you trying to change your business model up a little people get pissed yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's i got pissed <laughs> that's a that's a, that's a tough you know, i will say that's a tough slope to navigate yeah you know you, i'm getting more comfortable one percent back on all like in the beginning i didn't understand it maybe that's yeah. just bad uh and we know because yeah. we've worked on these type of campaigns like messaging is everything you can confuse the fuck out of somebody so Easy. like i think theirs was a little confusing in my opinion um so maybe that's what it was for me but like i'm getting used to like all right, i get one and then they kind of dopamine hits when they give you like all the spins yeah. where you can like rip them off in one shot. It's like a dopamine thing. But you're right. It is difficult to pull off. They may be the only one that's still doing a good job at it. The Bitcoin yeah. company, they do it no, not KYC, but obviously you're, if you're, you're spending Bitcoin. Yeah. You don't have to, but if you want the non-KYC part of it, you're yeah. spending Bitcoin too. You know, mm. So a little bit different, but they do off of credit cards too. So Or that you can pay with KYC right. like you know, debit card or credit card. So. Yeah, fold, fold is more of like a, this is my account type thing. And yeah. then BTC company is, or Bitcoin company is more like, TBC, you know, yeah. send us sats and we'll give you a gift card. And that's all that we need to do. Yeah. Uh, I, that's the, I think that is probably the only app that I've had on my phone for a long time, but really just don't use. Yeah. Uh, I don't go to it. And I, I respect the shit out the Benz. Uh, it's mm -hmm. a great product. I know it is. Yeah. And I know it's, Bit refill too. I, I also yeah. have to say bit refill because oh, yeah. I've used like that a few Sergey times, and the guys over there are, are good team. I really too, miss so. that that yeah. strike five. Shane plugging in his connections. In yeah. <laughs> no, it's really good. Love bit refill guys. Love love the bends. Beat Rose definitely never, flexible. Never met Fold or Will Reeves, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah. I went to the party in Miami last year on top of a roof. Oh really? Yeah. Oh oh yeah, I went to that one. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've met. Uh, actually, no, I do know someone at Fold. Not going to mention his name, but yeah. So. I think yeah, I should, great I think, teams, all three of them. <laughs> I think I just briefly yeah. met Will. Um, yeah, I just I, like shook hands and hi. Yeah, I always. I mean, it's it's such a world where when you say something is bad, that people just behave like it can't recover. So, mm -hmm. like, my opinion is my opinion, uh, and I'm definitely rooting for them because I was excited yeah. when I got my full card, man. Yeah. Like, they came with something new, and the closest relative, and it's not really exactly the same, was um, Lolly. Uh, is it Lolly? Lolly? The, the browser shit. Yeah. And that you like immediately, you can just see it. It's still Bitcoin only, to their yeah. credit. Fair enough. But like if really fast, you can see how they kind of separated themselves from like the like the hard Bitcoiner scene. Like they were just like, nope, nope. Like we're trying to get like, I guess, I don't know who they're trying to get. But I really don't enjoy the experience on Lolly. I think yeah. it's, I never used none of those services in Fiat land, like the Rock Tutan or whatever. None of those. I know those existed. Rakutan. Rakutan. Is that what it is? Rakutan. Hey, a lot of people told me that was the shit. <laughs> I didn't. 
I don't know nothing about that, but like I've tried to use Lolly and maybe if I buy flights, I still do because you could do like the Expedia stuff and all mm-hmm. that. But like you're not seeing them sats for months. Like they say quarterly, but it's more than a quarter. It does take a while to be able to withdraw them. That's that's yeah. what I like about the Bitcoin company is this instant man. Yeah, as as you like make the purchase. Like, give me a little trust, Lolly. Like, <laughs> let's release in like three weeks and like trust that I'll be there's, around. There's differences though. What do you mean? Well, you know, we, we're talking about fiat and Bitcoin being so different, right? Yeah. Like, when when the Bitcoin company gets your sats, it's done. It's final settlement. That's what I mean. When you make the purchase in Lolly, you oh okay. Let me back up. You know, more useless banking trivia yeah. knowledge for you. Uh, there's this thing called Regulation E, uh, and basically, you can contest or it's called dispute. More commonly, uh, you can dispute any transaction as long as it's within. 60 days of the statement cycle that that mm. transaction occurred in. So you'll see, you know, fold only makes you wait 30 days, I think. But, uh, and I think maybe the same for Lolly. I don't know what they, I don't, I don't keep track of all this stuff, but I know that the, there's delays where there's risk of those uh, transactions being charged back. So I could go make that purchase of dog food that I need to make that I've been putting off for a while and through, through Chewy and doing it through Lolly to get my sats back. And yeah. then a week later, I call up my credit card company and say, hey, somebody stole my card and bought some dog food. I don't know what this is. Uh, and then they refund the charge. But if I've already withdrawn my Bitcoin from Lolly, now they're out that Bitcoin. Yeah, but in the same point, you could do it in 30 days. Yeah, I could. So why is taking, yeah. right, like Fold is doing yeah, it in 30 days. Yeah. What is Lolly taking more than a more well, than 90 days, right? And yeah. then, like, at some point, I'm not the business owner, obviously. I'm hmm. here talking to y'all. <laughs> we'll call up Matt and get him in here. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, you need to, like, so I burn you once, you cut off my account, and then you get burned. You need to be able to take that hit yeah, to provide a better experience. Sure. So, like, that's where I'm at. And then they'll probably, I actually had, like, a not a dispute, but the dude, Alex from Lolly, I think he's, like, the CEO or maybe saying, he dissed me on Twitter. Mm. Mm. Yeah, he asked me if I needed an assistance. I reached out to him in a DM. He uh, Until I got to the point where he couldn't handle it, he just told me to fuck off after that. I was like, <laughs> ouch. Yeah, I've said this on the podcast before, so I won't even repeat it. But I was like... That's customer service, fam. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're talking to a client services guy. Like, yeah. you that's not the way a CEO behaves. And unless somebody's running his account, why does the CEO move over to a DM with you? Like, what are you doing on Twitter, fam? Hmm. Go yeah. run a business. Like, what do you what the fuck? Yeah. But it was something about the lolly product. Anyways, the listeners could go back. I've said it, I've talked about it. <laughs> Check before. the tapes. Yeah, yeah. It, it's on record. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of them at all. But that's that difference there. What do we got on the agenda? Uh, where has talking and bits been? Whereas talking, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. For the listeners, talking to bits has been reformatting. Uh, I've been learning. I, I talked to you a lot about this. Uh, I've just been uh, just kind of like figuring out what I want to do, if that makes sense. Um, soul searching. Uh, not so much. I, I guess this is being real. Uh, I guess what really happened is, is when I when I came to Austin, I knew I had the unchanged job, but I also didn't expect to be highly favored in my skill set. Um, so a lot of people have been inquiring and then as an excited dude in a new town, you kind of like, let's fucking go. Let's do it. So I think what I've been doing it so, so that the show doesn't suffer, what I've been doing is figuring out what I don't want to do and who I don't want to work with, quite frankly, and what I do want to do. Uh, and then also professionally, things are going very well and, and, you know, at Unchained and I love Unchained and everything we're doing. So yeah, man, once I get that refactoring, like I'm back to talking shit. Like, mm. that's, I think that's what I do best, honestly. It's, I have a strong opinion. It's bold. Sometimes it's dumb. <laughs> Most of the time it's dumb. But I think the, the listeners appreciate that. I'm yeah, willing like, to take that yeah. shot. It's genuine. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I'm trying uh, to take that shot. I mean, we 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 get caught up in politics. I like your comments on uh, Compass. You know, uh, eight months ago or whatever that was. Now. On Compass? Yeah. What do you mean on what? No, just you telling. Oh. Just telling your just your opinion. I'm still with those fuckers, man. Yeah, and, and and like I could sell my miners with them, but they don't make the experience great. So like, no, it's KYC to shit to sell on top of the KYC you already did to be there. And um, I've fingers crossed since my start with them haven't had any issues. So Sats is still coming in, et cetera, et cetera. That's doxing myself, but who gives a shit uh, at this point? Um, yeah, so I'm still with them, but I don't really know how to get out. I could stop paying it, and they could like confiscate the miners, but they're on. They're, still, running, they're getting you sats into yeah. your, your it's address. still six seven seven cents or whatever and i i have a minor just like sitting in my garage i also have an ar-15 for y'all listening that want to figure out where right <laughs> like just in case fuck around find out but exactly <laughs> but my point is is that like i still haven't been able to plug an s19 that's just sitting in my garage hmm. i'm having a hard time and maybe i'm just not doing enough due diligence we are in texas after all somebody got to plug this thing in yeah. uh but i can't do it at my spot, and I haven't really found where else to put it. So I think it's like a loss asset at that point. Or I don't know enough about this. The bull market comes back, and that machine becomes More valuable, extremely yeah, valuable. Yeah, exactly. So it's S19. It's still an asset. S9, S9. Yeah, 90 to 92 terahash. I don't know what. what okay. The actual yeah, model. Still, I mean, there's still S9s that people want, and they'll 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 you know buy dozens and dozens of them and you know have a whole yeah. farm of S9s inside there. So I'm like holding on to it, like if it's like a gold brick, basically, like it's still fresh, it's in the box, but the bull market would have to be in effect before that thing becomes worth a value. I swear to God, man. What do you think, bro? That's why it's live and full in effect. Um, what, what's going on here? Am I uh, getting a FaceTime? Yeah, but that's the, that's order. what's going on with Talking to Bits. We're going to come back with fresh segments like this, more solo reps, um, specific interviews. I haven't said that before, but I used to do interviews every week, and although I loved every single one, uh, every single person that has graced the show with their time, uh, it's really difficult to get somebody week in and week out. Yeah. So like I'm I don't even do it, and it was, seems exhausting. <laughs> yeah, it is, and, and I had fun doing it. But like, yeah, now I want to do strategic guests. Like, if you got, if you see a guest come on the main chain, what I call it, like it's it's somebody. I like that you had Medix on. That was good because I haven't listened to him in any podcast, honestly. Uh, yeah, he was on uh, BTC sessions, I think. Was he? Like okay. Few, uh, yeah, no, Medix, Medix is cool. Matrix is the really man. Yeah, listen, in, in my crib, when you go up the stairs or whatever, I have uh, two of his artist proof, man. And like it's a uh, man, Madex doing some beautiful work. Like I'm bullish on him. Like I'm bullish on uh, Fractal. And I'm bullish on a lot of uh, Bitcoin artists. But like Madex bring, brings this raw, raunchy type of like coffee, like kind of feel to his work, and it is fucking incredible. Shout out to Madex, man. So I don't know if he does this for everybody. Maybe not. It doesn't matter. But like, yeah, he literally on the back of it is signed Artist Proof One of One. I think the other one says One of Two. Uh, and it has like the block height and all that stuff. And like, I, I am bullish on him, meaning that if art seems to continue to be a trend, anybody who has one of his early pieces, his number go up. Yeah. He's that good? Yeah, man. He's, his art's fucking awesome. Yeah. I actually have kind of a funny story with Madex. I first met him in uh, Bitcoin 2021. Yeah. And he was hanging out with Francis from Full Bitcoin. And, Obviously, both two Canadian guys. Sure, they're boys, and he's done work for you know Bull Bitcoin. Um, and me, just 
for my first conference and the first time like being exposed to like a bunch of other just really bitcoiners in general i was like a fucking bullshit in bitcoin bitcoiner like by myself in like northeast florida for <laughs> you know i had nobody to talk to like whatever and then um yeah so i go to bitcoin 2021 and uh i forget even the question i wanted to ask francis but uh but i but he was there and and uh madex was like next to him and uh i'm like hey francis like and i was gonna ask him something maybe about coin joining um and not like their process and what they do but you know uh Francis has said, like, oh, I bull Bitcoin and I forget what it is. If they receive Bitcoin and then they just mix everyone's funds and when they pay when they pay it out, they mm. they they pay out to the person, you know? Yeah. Um I forgot even what my question was, but uh Madex like stepped up to me. It was like, What's good? Why do you want to talk to Francis? Yeah, damn. <laughs> and it was like I was bodyguard like, mode. Yeah, exactly. I was like, Word. Hey man, it's all good here, dude. I was just just wondering. But uh so it was like a little bit of uh temporary hostility. And, uh, but we kind of just kept talking and, and eventually Madex was like, you know, was like, we ended up being cool with each other. Uh, you know, I'm sure he thought I was some fucking shit coiner or a, a, a spook or, sure, you know, sure. or whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever the case may be. He's, uh, uh, you know, Canadian in, in the U S yeah, and, yeah. uh, you know, this is after COVID too. And, uh, obviously we were talking like guns and stuff and, and obviously you can't have firearms when you're like at these events. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so it, it was in like a, a kind of a host, hostile thing. I'm like, nah, dude, like I'm a Bitcoiner. Like I'm not a spook. I'm just like whatever just just wanted to ask him a question but it's all good like i understand he's he's obviously pretty popular and i'm sure he he had dozens of people like yeah. wanting to talk to him yeah, and yeah. wanting to whatever and especially at that conference it was so big and it was the first time since you know covid happened that people got to get together like that you know yeah. it was literally the biggest event like in the country since covid happened so yeah. Um, so yeah, so it was just funny because like, it was like, it was definitely a little hostile. I'm like, dude, it's all good here. Like, I'm not trying to throw down or anything. And, 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 but then we ended up like just talking for like a half hour and just kind of bullshitting and then just following each other on Twitter or whatever. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, it was uh, pretty fun. I was like, yeah, man, it's, it's all cool. Yeah. It's all love. <laughs> Things were a lot more tense uh, the further you go back. Uh, yeah. You know, once you get over the 2020 hump then it gets, you know, back to normal. So, yeah. So. Are you guys still, uh. Uh, what's the what's your argument on events? Like I'm still not sold, man. Like maybe I'm overexposed here because we have events pretty much. You know, events, like, yeah. Like like, like would you conferences? Is it worth it? Like conferences? Yeah. So, oh, okay. I think uh, you know how like if you look at every shitcoin, um, <laughs> priced in Bitcoin terms, yeah. and it's like this huge spike, and then it goes down, and it's like another spike, but then it's like smaller than the last high. Yeah. That's Bitcoin conferences. Interesting. <laughs> like just trending to zero. Just trending to zero in Bitcoin terms. Oh, good. They, and I think, I don't know if we've seen the ultimate high yet, but I think there, I, I think it's just way oversaturated. There's so many conferences and yeah, there's just so many conferences. You literally can't go to like even like a 10th of them probably. Yeah. And they're really expensive and you kind of just got to pick the ones that, you know, you like. And then, yeah. So I think based on the chart for big, for I don't know. I guess Bitcoin conferences slash crypto conferences, I think is is like the shitcoin chart. Like we're kind of in the bull run maybe right now. But I think like five years later, 10 years later, it'll be more. It won't be as like crazy as that. Yeah. How about you, Kev? Personally, looking to branch out a bit. Only two conferences I've ever been to is uh, 
uh, the Bitcoin Magazine ones in 2021 and 2022. Yeah, in Miami. Uh, really want to go to Bitblock Boom. Uh, be really cool to go international, but my passport's expired, so it's not gonna happen for a minute. Yeah, uh, but uh, but yeah, I really want to just go to uh, a Bitcoin only conference. Uh, yeah, so that would be you know a good experience and. And uh, so maybe I'll be at Bitblock Boom this year. Uh, that's that's yeah. a personal goal for me. I'm kind of ashamed that we had, like I didn't do it last year either when I first got here. Like I'm kind of ashamed we, like you kind of got to go to BBB in Texas. No, I mean. I really wanted to because it was. It, I haven't been either. Last year it was in Austin for the first time. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but I couldn't because I had, I had family stuff I had to attend to. Um, so missed yeah. out a little bit. But um, this year, nothing nothing on the radar there. So we'll. We'll yeah, see. We'll see either. about going. And you know, living here is is amazing because yeah. I don't have to travel. I could go. You know, don't have to hop on a plane. Stay in a hotel. Get, you know, odd sleeping thing. I just can't sleep in anything but my own bed. You know, yeah. all the, the whole the whole like travel thing. It's not know? worth it. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like I, I try to weigh like pros and cons list, and I'm just like, once again, maybe a little spoiled. We have events here often. Yeah. I'm kind of educated <clears throat> often. So like, and then the BBB was like, I just got to Texas, or like literally like a few weeks before that. And I was like, man, I'm still like kind of unpacking. I'm good. Plus a lot of people just kept telling me, just go to the lobby. Yeah. LobbyCon. Lobby yeah. Yeah. Shout out to LobbyCon. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do that either. But like, I'm like, now what do I want to pay? Like, yeah, exactly. I could just hang out in the lobby and for, be free basically. So I guess I, I've only, I've only gone, uh, I guess I've gone to four. Yeah. It's been four. Yeah. 2021, Bitcoin 2021 and 2022. Both were like super fun. Those that's the thing. When I think of like Miami and Bitcoin, it's like, I'm not going this year just because I it's a bear market. I'm trying to stack. And like, I know when I go to Miami, like I'm already in the mood that I'm going to just be a degenerate. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I'm confirm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it will spend a it, bunch of money yeah. and I'm going to be a fucking degen, degen, degen for, you know, four days or five days or whatever. I think you have to be in Miami. It, yeah. That should bring it out of you. Which, which <laughs> is kind of cool too, because it's like, if you embrace it, then it's like, then it's fun. It's really fun, you know? But, uh, you know, I've done that the last two years. And this year, like I just said, the bear market, whatever. Right. So I'm like, eh. And there's a lot of shit coining. I do like the art that they have there. And they, they do have, like, um, they do have, like, good speakers and stuff. But um, uh, I just, I'll just remember in 2021, Jack Mall. I was going to say this before you talk about Jack. What nobody, no matter what Jack does, what nobody can ever take away from him um, is that he was the one that broke El Salvador's, like, uh, yeah. announcement about Bitcoin. Like that, that was like an emotional moment. I was there. Wait, were you at 2021? Yeah, dude. dude. I, I was, uh, I was at our booth. Uh, okay. So I didn't actually see the talk, but one of, uh, guys work really close with, uh, I won't dox him. Please don't dox him. Uh, Ooh, yeah. We've he, been doing he, that all episode. He, he would prefer not to. I know that for a fact. Yeah. Uh, shout out to him. Whoever yeah. he is. Yeah. I, we literally, uh, chest bumped, uh, right after it. Cause he came out and I and uh. have that, uh, auditorium <laughs> area and he looked like, you know, he was uh, having an out of body experience or yeah, something. Yeah. And I was like, "Bro, what's what's going on? You okay?" He's like, "Dude, <laughs> so it's legal tender in El Salvador. Bitcoin's legal tender in El Salvador." I'm like, what? Freaking out, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, thinking yeah, the moon crazy. is the next stop. Well, uh, you know, we got to instantly story. dump, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Such as Bitcoin. Yeah. Just the thought of you chest bumping somebody is funny. I can't remember the last time I chest bumped. <laughs> <laughs> Out of that whole thing, all it I got was, was like, "Yo, Kevin, Kevin just gave a chest bump, bro." Yeah, it, it was. It is literally the last chest bump. That's I've like given. that's the I most. Can, I can attest to that one hundred thousand percent. Yeah, the ultimate Chad move. <laughs> now what we gotta yes. do is in the hallways when we see each other, just start chest bumping. Yeah, 
El Salvador, illegal tender, chest bomb, no, let's go. <laughs> yeah, it was wild, man. It was, it was, I was like, I literally had watery eyes. Yeah. Dude, like, just, yeah, just, there's a lot of emotions in, in that. Uh, and yeah. obviously, Jack, his literally announcement and his emotions uh, played a part in that. And uh, yeah, that was really, like, special. Yeah. It was cool. Um, yeah. How, how, many, times, was, was how just, many times can you get that, though? Yeah, dude, that's uh, that's a yeah. once in a moment. That's yeah. historic. That will never happen again. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> like, know you were gonna get there. Like, yeah. get that. So yeah, that's that, you were at the right place at the right time. Yeah, basically. there's only one time you can announce that a nation state is the first a nation state is making Bitcoin uh, legal tender. You know, that's that's it. You get one, and you hope it's. A, and he did it right. And he did it right. And he did it just truthfully, really. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was. It, I was outside, so I wasn't inside. The auditorium. I was actually outside. They had a half pipe. Yeah. Tony Hawk was. Yeah. Oh, Tony yeah. Hawk was that there. That's cool, man. Dude, I really like that. Yeah, I love that Tony Hawk. But fam, what are you doing here, Tony? Yeah, dude. What was, are you? Do why did Did it, you listen to him talk? I didn't. No, I didn't talk? listen to his it talk. Was good. Though, yeah. Was Why is Tony Hawk still really, yeah. skating, bro? Tony Hawk dude, has broken every. For the love of the game, body. man. Can't stop. No. That love of the fiat, man. You can't stop he, getting them checks. He, he definitely wasn't doing any 900s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I but, bet you he tried though. <laughs> but there were times where he was, you know, he did actually, you know, bail out yeah. a couple of times, and I could, you know, I was in the crowd and people next to me, you know, in the 108 degree heat or whatever, like, yeah. <gasps> oh my god, he's like 50, like he's gonna really hurt himself. Maybe I'm being a hater, but I love Tony Hawk. But like, yeah. why? Are you, what are you doing there, bro? Nah, man. He, he, when you skate, man, skating's life. See, but he could. Skate he never. Life. He never needed to skate um, publicly. I'm not saying he can't skate like privately. In his oh, life. I got what you're saying. But like, friend, why are you still out here taking bangs for people? Like you, Tony, I respect you, even if you're just chilling. He wasn't street. going crazy though. Nah, he, he was, was just on the half pipe. It was a small gotcha. half pipe. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, it was just. And obviously, he's Tony Hawk, so people yeah. are gonna want to see him skate. You know, yeah, you guys like, are not thinking that, about that check he got for yeah. that. Yeah. Oh yeah, he sure he got a check, but like <laughs> he does that in his backyard every day, guaranteed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't like going super hard, you know, pushing the envelope or anything. Well, yeah. maybe for fifty, he was pushing. The envelope. I don't even know how old he is exactly, but uh, yeah, you know, I'm sure he's around there. It's that uh, Tom Brady effect, though. Like, I'd rather see yeah. you walk away from the game, bro. Yep, that's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, he's yeah, not competing anymore. I don't hate Tony Hawk. I yeah. just don't want to see him get ambulanced out. Yep, because that's the, if that's the last memory you have, that's that's how for you what? remember for what for my Bitcoin Miami ticket. Like <laughs> you <Yeah>. just died <laughs> for this whatever ticket. Nah, nah, nah. Tony Hawk don't need to do that. He's on that level. He him. Mm -hmm. He don't need to be skating unless he went like like in his house, right? But like I don't know. Bitcoin should have had him there. Should have probably pampered him a little bit, but. That seems like a little reach to be at a Bitcoin conference to see a half pipe with Tony Hawk. I thought it was cool as shit. Yeah, that seems too. more like a shitcoin move, not for nothing. Nah, I thought it was cool, man. I used to skate though, so you know, I, I, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> man, that was uh, oh man, that was great, great years of my youth. Spent, okay, so you got some bias, bias. Just falling going. off of a skateboard onto concrete and scraping up. So did you? I don't really see skate parks here. Were you like street or more of like vert and? Yeah, there's there's like. When I was growing up, especially, there was like one skate park, and my parents would never take me to it. Yeah. So I only went to it like twice, and it was both times with you know a friend of mine whose mom uh, drove us. Um, and uh, I don't even think it's still around anymore. It was called uh, Intellect Ramp Ranch. Um, see, that's how that's Intellect how, Ramp yeah, Ranch. Yeah. Like, Intellect Ranch like for that. a skate park? That's <laughs> a bad. Well, place. they called it Ramp Ranch, but it was ramp also ranch. like okay. called Intellect at the same time. Uh, like it was, it was a weird name. I skated. But, like the we architect, skated. there's the, definitely the no intellect were... skating, dude. Back then, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know if I should skate uh, here, do algebra here. I don't I don't know. Know. Yeah, <laughs> but it was called Ramp Ranch too. Like, anyways, so, <laughs> but they had, you know, uh, I went to one really cool one when I was a kid in Houston. 
because um, I'd go there for the summers and like stay with my uh, my grandparents or my aunt and uncle. You know, give our parents a break because me and my brother were little hellions. Um, mm. But uh, but yeah, so stay for two weeks. And uh, one time I we went to uh, the there's a there was I don't think it's still there, but there was a Vans skate park there, oh, and it was dude, it was really cool. Uh, it was expensive, yeah. but I remember just going there and being like, oh my god, there's so many ramps that I can actually skate. Yeah. There's so many like rails and things I can actually you know use and like you know grind on and all that good stuff. Or um, like Vans sneaker company Vans like that type of park? yeah, like their park. Yeah, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it was just rough. making sure we're on the same track. Yeah, yeah. and um, man, it was it was cool. Uh, been to a couple other parks like mainly like outside concrete ones. They've mm. had a lot more of those come up around Austin um, recently. Like there's a there's a a pretty big one off of uh, what is it Highway 130 and Pecan Street. Um, but there's also like a whole bunch of like soccer fields and stuff as well. But it, you know, over the past decades living in Austin, just seeing it's been really cool that the city has actually like come around to skateboarding. Mm. You know, a, a lot of people hated it, but yeah, you know, at the end of the day, if your kid's getting active, you want to promote that. You want to keep that yeah. going. And that seems especially if they're enjoying it. Yeah, you know? why would they hate that? That's very weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah injuries or whatever. I can tell you plenty of stories of. Us getting kicked out of places one yeah. time, like yeah. I, I, I still think back in this day, like we should have just fucked this old guy up, but we were just like, <laughs> <laughs> we were just like being bitches because we were like young and he was an adult, and he like grabbed like us both, and like just me and my one of my best friends Nick, and he like escorted us out outside this place called Holland, um, but it was just like. It was just like this building that had kind of offices in it, but it was just a fun place to skate. There was some sets and stuff, but it was like indoors and and uh, and and part part of it was out outdoor stuff too. But uh, yeah, no, I still remember. I'll go go back and be like, oh, that that motherfucker, dude. We should have just fucking kicked his ass. What is he gonna do <laughs> against both of us? <laughs> I had some incidents about yeah. like that myself. I was, uh, one time when I was uh, a kid. Uh, Cops got called on us because we were skating our neighborhood's uh, empty pool. Uh, so that was cool. Being, yeah. Being grounded for a bit. And then one time when I was uh, when I was at UT, went over and was skating on uh, this, the steps of uh, Dishfalk Field, the baseball field over there at, at MLK at 35. And uh, campus police or something came up and uh, was you know, less than pleasant with us. But uh, but we left without, you know, unscathed. We didn't have any tickets or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. We just, we just stopped. Um, so that's the silver lining there, but yeah, lots, lots of fun times skating on. Yeah. Public, lots of fun property. times, man. Yeah. Skating. Uh, it's like the skating aspect, but then there's like all the shenanigans that go around, around 100%. it, which are like yeah. the best, you know, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's funny. It's but, culture. Uh, it's one of those things. Yeah, yeah. I was actually, the whole reason why I brought up even just the, uh, uh, the conferences was yeah. I also went to adopting Bitcoin in El Salvador the first year they had it. And that okay. was real cool. Definitely recommend anyone go to El Salvador just in general. Visit El Zante, obviously. El Tunco, it's actually sick. If I were to go back, I would stay in El Tunco, which is like, El Zante is like Bitcoin Beach. It's like a, literally like a few shacks. It's like, you tell it's like mostly locals that live there. Um, you know, there's definitely some Bitcoiners or whatever that live there too, but it's like like shacks. Like the houses are all shacks and stuff. There's a couple um, small hotels, uh, but it's very like, I guess third world country like kind of uh beach vibes. Yeah. Um, but El Tunco is really cool. It's like more built, it's more of what you would expect from like 
uh, an actual like beach town, quote unquote, uh, or a, maybe a beach city. It's it's not really a city. It's just it's really cool. It's a lot nicer. There's like a lot nicer hotels there, yeah. and there's actually like kind of this strip with a bunch of stores, a bunch of bars, like a bunch of stuff going on down there. Whereas El Zante is more like great place to be during uh, during the day and go surfing or whatever. Uh, but then at night, it's kind of like there's like not a light in sight. It's like yeah. pitch black, you know. Besides, what's, like what's the, the sky like? Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, yeah. it's clear on you know, clear yeah. day on clear nights, dude. You see all kind of just all the whole sky. Yeah, all could you actually of see like the the Milky Way, like kind of? I didn't when I was colors. there. Um, that's something that I've tried to like see, but like I feel like I, I I've been to some really like uh, secluded places when it's been really like dark out, and I feel like the pictures somehow like maybe the exposure or whatever however lenses work mm. they bring more out because like yeah. some of those pictures look crazy yeah and i've and i've wanted and tried to like see that and i've never really seen it to that extent i've definitely seen like kind of like a little bit of a a shadow of the rip of the milky way yeah. but maybe maybe i'm just haven't been in those places in the perfect time yeah. um i feel like it's maybe partly a camera lens thing too yeah but uh but no not i when i was in there i didn't quite see that um, but it, it's beautiful nonetheless. It's like it's like the more you look at the the sky, the more stars you can just kind of come out of nowhere almost. Exactly. And uh, but it's yeah, it's beautiful. And then uh, San Salvador is the capital where the I'm sure the conference took place this past year too. And uh, and yeah, it's it's just the capital, so you can expect like everything you would think of as a city, you know. Yeah. But it's really cool. Felt really safe there. Um, never was in. A situation where I was like, it, the only time I was in like a sketchy situation was completely my fault. I didn't have the directions to uh, the hotel my cousin was staying at, and I found myself in like this weird like in industrial area, and I was asking <laughs> directions and from a guy who like you know those little slide slide uh, doors with the, yeah. like a, a metal iron door and a little slide thing, yeah. and like I saw the guy standing like standing there, so I went over and like asked like he was through like the gate. And I like went over and I was like, hey, speaking English. And he was just, I don't know. He didn't look very friendly. So I just like was like, see you later. <laughs> went back. That's eventually wild. found the hotel. But like, yeah, it literally was like, it was like, it was iron gates and then an iron or a steel door with like little sink, little little eyeball thing that yeah. you can like creep Password. on people with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's I was the, like, uh, I got to get out of here, dude. That's the, I have a gun behind this door door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Password, he's like, clave. <laughs> dude, yeah. That was so. crazy. Yeah. That, that was all my fault. Yeah, I'm biased. I, I, I'm obviously Puerto Rico, uh, so island life is a beautiful life. I can't compare. I've never been to El Salvador, but I'm sure it's, it's probably something. You know what I mean? Just magical, like, yeah. The, 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 yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. Like, beach is beautiful. You know yeah. what I'm saying? With, like, the houses, it's like, they're, they're, in El Zante, it's like, yeah, you can tell these people, like, literally built these houses with their hands. Sure, you know? yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It's different. Yeah, I can't remember the last time. Uh, well, the last time I saw, it, like, here in the U.S., uh, stars like that clear was actually kudos to them, but... Bluffton, Georgia, uh, at White Oaks Pastures. They, it's away from everything, but it clear skies, 100%. That's the last time I've seen stars here in the United States. I've seen them in PR before. Uh, never paid attention to Big Dipper and all that. I ain't gonna lie. and got in, in that bag. But clear skies like that, bro? Like, I was at Bluffton, and I was looking up like, holy shit. Yeah. This is real. Like, yeah. and... And I'm being there with Mr. Will and then him talking about like, yeah, the closest thing around this is like 45, 50 miles away. Like the closest Walmart, the closest gas station is like 30 miles away. Like, yeah, it was it was, it was magical. But whatever they're doing over there in, uh, in Bluffton, Georgia, they got a citadel. That's a citadel. Yeah. A hundred percent. So 
If you can't go to Elizante, you can go to Bluffton, Georgia, White Oaks Pastures. I just want to go camping now. Yeah. Just get away from everything. Uh, I mean, I probably do okay, but like in my mind, I think camping is just a nightmare for me. I'm just, I'm a city guy. I grew up in the, you know, the projects and all that. So I'm I'm sure I'll be fine. Right. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things. I'm overthinking it, but yeah, camping is not on the top of that. Kev, we're all over the place, man. You gonna we are, us, man. I'm, are you going to put us back on track? Back or? Redirect? What's, what's going on with Telegram, dude? Yeah, I don't even I got much to say on Telegram. And we don't have to go in order. You can eliminate stuff. Uh, did you guys hear that, though? How Telegram? you know that's in order? You memorize what? the list? Well, I remember I wanted to bring up the show and I wanted to do Telegram, <laughs> but I don't. I didn't memorize <laughs> Uh And I actually encourage... I'm curious, though. I'm genuinely curious. I don't know what, what this note is about. Well, I didn't know if you guys saw that, but I, I follow No BS Bitcoin. And mm. I, I that's the only... Um, platform that I actually have like the alarm set for so like I get notifications on my phone oh, when, when they post uh, the bell whatever the hell you want to mm-hmm. call it yeah, no uh, so I, I didn't get too deep into the weeds and nor are the articles deep in the weeds so usually like a paragraph long which is kind of strange but um, yeah I guess telegram is now allowing the ability I'm assuming with some type of assistance from a bit or something like that to deposit and withdraw Bitcoin from the platform I know it, that's sweet. So like I was, I was people a wallet like should I look that up it yeah, is, uh, yeah. They, I'm this. I'm going completely off RHR, uh, but uh, oh, that, that's better than what I'm going off. I'm just going off of no BS Bitcoin. So, what you hear about that? Yeah, uh, Matt and Marty basically said that it's a, it's a. They already had like a shitcoin wallet, but now <laughs> they have a Bitcoin wallet, but it's custodial Bitcoin. Ah, um, but I mean, if you cool. can withdraw it, then you withdraw it to your own wallet. Yeah, um, Fountain is a perfect example of that. Okay, yeah, custodial sits on my app, but yeah, I have no problem yeah. removing it. So go ahead, I'm sorry. Um. That's the only detail. That's a I win, though. Exactly. Telegram is still widely used. I don't really oh, yeah. use it that often, but it's like a standard still. Is yeah. is there? You said they have a, a shit coin. Is it called Ton Ton Coin? Is that like yes, Telegram's coin? Yeah, that's Telegram oh, coin. And Matt, you for you know this past week's RHR, Matt mm-hmm. goes a little bit deeper into it. But basically, somehow it's like the owner or the founder of uh, Telegram. Like they spun off to maybe this other company or this foundation made the coin there. And maybe to obfuscate like Telegram and the coin because obviously like that's legal. It's like, um, but yeah, whatever, whatever the situation was. Eventually, I guess the founder left that team. Um, but yeah, I guess that's the the shitcoin version for Telegram. But I guess they're accepting Bitcoin now. That's so that's cool. And that's pretty says, cool. It says it kind of like got a wallet launched and everything. Yeah, I got to listen to that RHR and, and get to the bottom of it. That's, I'm not going to be the Yeah, one so I, I didn't do my due diligence, but that's why I had that note there because I found it as a as a win. I mean, I wouldn't say a Nostra competitor. That kind of seems like a little much because of all the benefits of Nostra, the protocol. But, um, hey, shit, if I'm on fucking Telegram and you go pay an invoice, holla at me. Pay me an invoice. Yeah. Encrypted. Well, why the hell not? Well, it's only encrypted. The drug dealers of the world are having a good time with that news. Like, you go telegram me encrypted and send me an invoice. I mean, Noster would, fuck, yeah. would be right, well, but a- adoption is a problem. You saying exactly, that loosely? Adoption, yeah, exactly. yeah. To you, it's like, yeah, I load up Noster. To the majority, it's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> you get something wrong with your nose? Is yeah, that what you're right. Your Give nostril? me that Telegram. <laughs> exactly. I need that te- or signal. Uh... Telegram is probably the best like messaging app, though. That's like, what I mean. So... Just like the UI and the, all the different stuff you could do with it, and. So would you say it's a win for them to add a Bitcoin wallet? Oh, yeah, of course. 100%. It's good. They have like a billion users or something crazy like that. Like mm. whatever it is, five to 500 million to a billion. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's, yeah. It's a win. They say it's true awesome. peer-to-peer. So that means. Is it? A, do you know if it's lightning enabled? I don't know. Okay. I, yeah, because if I, I, if I got to so. pay big-ass invoices, then that's pointless. But if I could stream some sats. Uh, I don't think it's lightning. I mean, 
I don't think so. Lightning is so tough to like implement. Like, it really is, if, yeah. if they're just getting to Bitcoin now, I doubt they would be like getting into Bitcoin and Lightning. But a nice I mean? step in the right direction. But, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. If I could like, you know, I'm joking, but not joking. If I'm a drug dealer and I'm trying to get paid in cryptographic money, then I'm probably going to be hitting you up on Telegram and I'm probably going to be sending you an invoice there, that type of thing. So, um, yeah. yeah, man, all the drug, all the drug dealers that took Bitcoin and turned the Silk Road and hodled, dude, yeah. they're fucking making yeah. out today. They're like, entrepreneurs now. Yeah, they don't have to sell trucks anymore. Uh, <laughs> I bet a couple of them own some Bitcoin slash crypto companies too. Yeah, but we could move off that. I mean, it, it was just I thought it was fascinating. I didn't. I, mean, I didn't know Telegram added Bitcoin. Wow, that's really good info. I mean, yeah, that's, I, that's, yeah. That's, it's encouraging it's in the right direction yeah you know? yeah like i don't use it i need to be like requested to, like basically people yeah. need to say hit me up on telegram i'm like all right cool i got it but, but i think like, it's i think it's kind of cool you know they they it wasn't just like the you know robin hood or venmo or paypal move where it's like yeah. oh you can buy bitcoin it's like no, no no like it's launching and you can you can buy it you can send it right away yeah you can you know withdraw you can do whatever like uh and and you know that's that's the way to do it i think launch with full features you know what i mean and uh yeah and and, and that way it's not you know suspect or like you know people aren't looking at you weird or, yeah you know like i think playing around with that wallet built into the app is fun mm -hmm. like uh this is sidetracked but not like one of the and i don't know if it's still open i gotta reach out to oscar one of the biggest things that i didn't do that in my opinion maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm right i didn't put at least a thousand bucks in in uh, uh investing in fountain I think they had like an open round where they were just collecting like idiot. I know. What is wrong with you? I'm pissed a thousand bucks not for nothing. So you're talking about through Lightning Ventures? I don't know what it was, but I got an email from I talked to Oscar on the podcast, so I kind of have a somewhat relationship with Oscar. But I also got an email from their team basically saying, like, yo, I, like for I think as little as a thousand bucks, you can kind of get a piece. It's Lightning Ventures and but why? I would they, he was on what was the I'm guy so from, bullish on Fountain. I think but, it was Lightning Ventures, but he was on um Princey, uh, Daniel Prince's pod talking yeah. about that. Okay. Who then, Oscar? No, I, I mean I listened to your pod with Oscar, which was great. Okay, thank you. Um, I, I loved that one. Uh, it was really cool to 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 hear his perspective on things. Um, but uh, but yeah, that, the thousand dollar point that you bring up, yeah, it 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 is exactly in line with with this other pod that I listened to. Um, where, okay, and and there's tons of other companies, you know, Bitcoin only companies. Yeah, uh, that you can invest in. Um, but That's yeah, Lightning Ventures. I, I, it may not be it. Um, I. I Fortunately, I, still I hope it's still open. I, listen, I not, I'm not trying to be bougie or anything, but like in today's economy, you piss a thousand bucks. Like, let's be real. Like, yeah. you, you wake up and you probably spent a thousand bucks while sleeping. Like, oh shit. Uh, yeah, so no, a thousand bucks isn't much, but yeah and, yeah, and I would put more because I'm more bullish on them. But just to get a little hmm. anchor in it, just to like be able to, because the the whole reason I thought about it is because that built-in wallet thing. Like, a lot of people are starting to yeah. try it out in different arenas, and I think Fountain has one of the most unique ways of doing it. And for the dopest reason, for what we're doing here. Are yeah. they profitable, though? I don't or, know. Or, or, I, I, or do they have an avenue for profitability, like, within five years or something? You can reach out to Oscar. He'll probably answer that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they're still getting funding. So, like, they, they, they're probably at a loss, maybe, or even breaking keel. But I know their product, in my opinion, maybe I'm biased. I'm a podcaster. has trended up and to the right. The mm -hmm. updates are better. They're really good at uh, social media. Like they're really good at like sharing stuff. Um, they're willing to work with the creator, um, like whatever it may be. Uh, I've reached out to Oscar personally for some favors. They're really good with that. Uh, and they've really got an awesome pulse on all the updates that happen in podcasting 2.0.
Like they seem to go right away to implement those features. It is Lightning Ventures. Okay. Uh, so what is it? I put a thousand into Lightning Ventures. They put it into well, Fountain. That and type that's, of deal? that's the thing is like their their minimum I think was a thousand dollars from what I remember. That's from that episode. that's nothing. But if you want to go listen to your to that episode for yourself, it's episode three nineteen of the Once Bitten podcast. Once Bitten, cut the check. Yeah. Kevin right. Kevin just gave you the plug. Hmm. Oh shit. Yeah. Well, I, I met I met Princey. He's a cool dude. Yeah, now all those podcasts are great. I, I'm bullish on Bitcoin podcast. I don't listen to all of them. There's, I don't think, enough it's time to do so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, shout out to anybody who's doing podcasts, especially in such a yeah. early land and wild west that Bitcoin is. So what's next though? We got anything? What yeah, got? man. Uh, you know, <laughs> so funny, man. The last time that uh, I wanted to, to, to do the show, it was uh, uh, a month ago and you know, had some bank failures. And here we are on the doorstep of mm. yet another one, apparently First Republic is is struggling um so yeah i mean you know what is a bank anymore i mean yeah. if it's not a place for you to like take your money and deposit it and have it be you know looked after right yeah and you know a lot of times you're paying fees or you know they're using your money to earn a profit but you can't even rely on the fact that you know i, I put my dollars in this location and i come back later and they're gone yeah and and it's supposed to be protected. Like it's literally your job to do that. Yeah. Uh, and then, so you have you know, poor risk management. You have just terrible, uh, terrible management um, to where you know when things go bad. Um, you know, we're we're looking at a situation like I don't know. You guys seen the movie? It's a Wonderful Life. No. The black. Uh, and, yeah, the black. Yeah, the black and white. Yeah, one. it's a black it's and been white been a while, film. but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I won't. I won't spoil it for those of you that haven't uh, uh, watched it, but. Uh, but the gist is this guy, uh, George Bailey, um, he uh, had a real uh, rough uh, go at things in terms of life. He wasn't able to, to get out and, and, you know, chase his dreams and things because family bank uh, was, was uh, you know, experiencing troubles. And this was right around Great Depression, uh, yeah. right before, you know, the, it was like 19, literally, I think it was like 1920, 29 in the movie. Um, and, uh, of course you know, they're about to go on their honeymoon, uh, bank failure, bank runs are happening. You know, he tries to go to his, his bank and sees that, you know, the doors are all closed. People are huddled inside. It, you know, it's middle of a bank run and then starts to explain where everybody's money is. Like, it's not here in the bank. It's lent out to this person's house, to that person's house, <laughs> and that person's house. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's and, like, you know, uh, He's like Susan. I don't have your money. Yeah. Mark has his has your money <laughs> to help build his house. So you've gone from that situation where it's just like you know, chaos and uh, and 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 literal failures, and then there's um, you know a- actual destruction there. Fast forward a hundred years, and it's like, oh no, we'll just print money and taper up, you know, band aid over everything. Yeah. Um, and people don't understand that eventually those those chickens going to come home to roost and yep. you you're going to you're going to feel it when you're trying to get that cut of ground beef or uh, that tube of ground beef or whatever cut of steak you you're going after yeah. um and and I think that just underscores you know there's just a uh, you want to talk about epidemics how many times we're going to hear the word epidemic this this decade or this century but you know financial literacy you know we're talking about misconceptions about credit earlier you know yeah. those are those are widespread and, uh, and and people without any knowledge of, of managing their own money, how money works, how to make it, how to really use that as a tool for your own benefit, you know, they walk into these these institutions called banks, and 
they don't realize that they're literally walking into the lion's den. These people that are sitting in these desks that they call bankers are literally, you know, you can look one, one window to the left on, on their, their computer screen that they're sitting at their desk and you can see their incentive plan. You know, it's, it's a sales job and people don't realize, you know, you walk in, you know, bankers trying to load you up with checking savings, debit card, credit card, you know, get all the features online. So it, you know, reduces overhead for the bank, you know, talk to them, get them invested, get them over to see the, the mortgage uh, officer. Well, if they even have them anymore, because a lot of that stuff's going to call centers lately. Yep. Um, and, uh, and, and just try to sell them everything, right? It's a, a funnel. Yeah. It, it really is. Funnel, yeah, you're, just, yeah. you're just walking into a funnel and they're just there trying to grab your money. Oh, and by the way, you know, you overdraft your account That's $34 a pop, you know, uh, That's for, on the light side, thirty four dollars, oh, like sixty bucks. Exactly. Like, well, you get thirty four. We talking. <laughs> well, I've, this is a personal experience. Uh, yeah. But but you can actually go. I mean, there used to be no limit to overdraft fees that you could incur. I'd seen man, like when I was really early on working in the bank, uh, I would see people's accounts that were just you know not not um, you know not managing their money well, and you see a, you know just a ten overdraft fees, thirty dollars a piece. Yeah. Like, you just went through. Three hundred dollars, and you you know you get your your direct deposit, and now your balance is a hundred dollars, and it's like that was that's what you got for the next two weeks. Yeah, and there they go again. Bam, ten more overdraft fees. Yeah, and it's a cycle you never get out of. And the crazy part, the difficult challenge in that is, is that it doesn't necessarily mean that they're managing their money wrong. Like some people just have to go ahead and take that hit. That's true. Like, it's like, yeah, if I don't take that hit, fuck it. And like, you know, the old cliche, the kids won't eat. Like, mm-hmm. one of those types of things. Like, yep. such a hard problem to dissect. Yeah. Because then there's other times where it's just a dumb fuck. And I just, just, you know, refer to point A, you know, all the money printing. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. You're further right. just cheapening the value of, of the currency. And so, um, so yeah, you, you walk into these sales environments without any literacy and you get sold this whole thing and, and, and maybe not you know, is an hour a, a good enough amount of time to learn about credit? I don't think so. I don't yeah. think anyone's going to be an expert at that. You know, you got 70-year-olds that, that have these misconceptions still. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I talk to them. Um, so, you know, that's 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 it for me. I, I don't think that, you know, banks are really you know, that 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 helpful, yeah. really. Um, the, the, the time is too short and the objective is too large for anybody employed by those institutions to really effectively help people, you know, move the needle on, uh, understanding money, yeah. understanding credit, understanding planning and things. That's why they, you know, have financial advisors. They have all these other people yeah. uh, that you pay your money to, to yeah. figure that stuff out. And yeah, so you actually that. walk away with no knowledge. I ain't paying nobody shit, especially those, uh, <laughs> the, per- the percentage ones. I was like, yeah, just give me 1% and we're good. I was like, yeah, 1% of whatever, everything I make. That is wild to think about in the long run, yeah, but people yeah. are charging that. But I think I, I've said well, this. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate and say when you're dealing with the fiat system, that 1% is probably not a bad cut from the mm. shit you got to fucking pile through. It shouldn't be that way. Mm. And I agree it shouldn't yeah, be that way because money that. should just, money, a good money should just be like, hey, I worked for it already. I shouldn't have to work to keep it, you know? But the reality is you live in the system where you have to work, like Safedine says, you have to work a second job to just keep yeah. the money the money from the first job yeah. you worked at. Right, but what's so the argument, the what's the argument we have in here? Is, I'm talking about giving 1% to a financial advisor. 
That's what I'm saying. Yes. You you would give one percent. See, my my no, my... I don't want to. Okay. I'm just saying I don't think it's unreasonable for one percent because of the amount mm. of of work a good fiduciary, an actual a good fiduciary has to go through. It's it's a lot of and I, I'm playing devil's advocate because I used yeah. to work for a financial advisor, but like if you actually want to be a really good fiduciary it's it's very personalized and yeah. it's it's really you do crunch numbers to like fit mm. and it's psychologically uh you crunch actual numbers but then it's also psychologically you have to talk to your clients and you almost have to be like well you say this but like in reality this is how it works just like for example everyone wants to take no risk and make and make uh their their risk to reward ratio is always off because yeah. they want to take almost no risk but they want to get the most return possible which would put them out on the risk curve way further than they're comfortable with so yeah. it's like uh again a good fiduciary um and i'm not saying like maybe merrill lynch has good fiduciaries but like you're you're out of the box like corporate uh fiduciary or financial advisor is not going to give you that personalized like um um assessment but like an actual one that's like you know a pri privately owned uh or a, a, a yeah. privately running like financial advisor and who's usually doing with a family family and friends a lot of the time first but uh like one of them will actually put in the work to say like hey you know you're you're this age so you said you're on this side of the risk curve but you know what you're a little young like you can be a little bit further out on the risk curve yeah and you know we can uh you know make your portfolio look this way instead of what you think or then yeah. the opposite is the truth or maybe older, may, you maybe know? you're misguided my argument my argument is is uh then let me pay you monthly then let me oh yeah you can always yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm talking about the one percent you're just not entitled to one percent. Say he wants his hundred percent, man. No, he won't settle no, for ninety nine. It's not that. Is that like one percent? As you guys know, as being numbers guys, one percent yeah, yeah. as you go it up, adds up. It adds up. So yeah. it's like I will pay you for. You said if you're right on that because you got to find a trusted person now. I will pay you monthly for that service. Sure. But if you're asking for one percent, I'm gonna tell you no, one thousand percent. And I don't care if it's point five percent. That's a good. Why? Argument. I just pay you monthly. Why? Yeah. And it's because they know what most people don't know because they're uneducated, which is that 1% stack. And, and by pay a monthly, you don't mean the percentage monthly. You mean like a flat fee. like your Yeah, I'll pay for your services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Especially if I don't need you often, right? Yeah, so now yeah. if my financial exactly. advisor is on autopilot, right, then I pay you less. Yeah. But then when I need the advice, when I need you to talk to me, I'll pay you more. Mm. And you like, can do that. And, uh, and, and you can do that. There's, uh, you know, you, all right. And you talk and you can consult with them and they'll charge you. Maybe yeah. 150 to 400 bucks. Same thing with a lawyer, right? You, exactly. Like yeah. I don't need you yeah. when I'm doing good. I need you when I'm doing bad. And <laughs> then you can like value for value. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And people do that, and for yeah, sure, yeah. people do that. Then there's a but, but you know there's a lot out here trying to get that one percent. But you, but you're only oh yeah for sure. But mm. you're in the set of people that think that way. Yeah. There's like trust me when I was at the office, dude. We'd have uh we'd have a guy, a couple guys, but one one in particular who. He owned uh, used car dealerships mm -hmm. or just car dealerships, I should say. And he had so much fucking money, dude. He would just drop off million dollar checks. Like, yeah, bing, bing, like he was fucking getting gumballs out of the quarter machine. DCA. Yeah. What's 1% of that? Hit me with the math quick. And, but he didn't care because he was just like, 
I don't even know what to do with this money. Like, yeah, what am yeah. I going to consult with somebody? And then I have to keep track of all this money. <laughs> and then yeah. like three months later, I have to like consult with you again, just to save a few hundred bucks, you know, whatever, a few thousand bucks to him. It was, it was worth it to him yeah. who That's can't even <laughs> spend the money to just like have, yeah, you take 1% because whatever, it's just not worth yeah, it to him. You know, That's the so, exception to the yeah. rule though. I it's, mean, he doesn't, he doesn't have the time. Ain't yeah. everybody th right? Devil's Bristol, advocate. Like, that's what I was yeah. saying. I was yeah, playing yeah, yeah. it, but but, yeah. but I think that's true in all cases. Like if I could outsource it and have enough money to not worry about it, then yeah, do it. That's why yeah. it works. Um, but that's rare. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying, don't come off with the one percent on anything. <laughs> I mean, that's just like it needs to be. Uh, it, it, it value needs to be given across the time because most of the time, those motherfuckers are stealing that one percent. Because a constant word you kept saying there is if they decide to yes. be the best. Yeah. So like, fam, I'll pay you monthly and I, let me cut you off like a, next, like a Netflix this, subscription. This, I'll just cut your ass off and I don't need you. There's plenty of fiduciary, or, yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever, fiduciaries, financial advisors. All they'll do is just take your money and they'll throw it in a mutual fund. That, That's like, what that I mean. That's what I mean. You know, or an ETF. And, and Everybody in the world anything. can listen to a podcast and track the S&P. Yes. I'll learn about Bitcoin and do that. So a lot will do that. They'll just be like, hey, what, you know, uh, who is it? T. Rowe Price has a pretty good uh, mutual fund. Like, oh, I'm just going to throw in here. Fuck the, that. The client pays, already pays the 50 basis points or 1% that that fund takes. And then, you know, that's another percent on top of that. So yeah. right. a lot a of them just games. do that. Your, your typical yeah. financial advisor is not picking stocks for you. It's a fiat yeah. game. No. It's a fiat game. They, like, they overcomplicate like, the shit. Yeah, he's like, how old are you? All right. How well can you sleep at night if you lose 10%? All right. You get bucket number 37. Right. Yeah. Done. Right. I and, get my 1%. Move on to the next. And I'm not a big fan of services that assume I don't want to do my own education. Yeah, because that's one of those games. They overcomplicated when you could just read like a like a how to get rich book and understand that you can just track the S and P. Actually, one of the I, I don't I don't mean oh, damn I forgot I'm blanking on the name, but one of the best books I've ever read was basically a story about a father and his daughter and how he basically just tracked the S and P for her and yep. gave all the examples of how everybody got wrecked besides him. Yep. Obviously, those are fiat games, and I'm not uh, go buy Bitcoin advocating for that. Yeah, I don't advocate. <laughs> but my point is, is that like. You can give somebody 1%, majority of the people will for them not to do shit, but they're assuming that I'm not smart enough to just go and track the SMP. Right. And I don't like any service that assumes that you're just ignorant. Now, I can go to you and tell you, I'm telling you I don't want to learn that shit and mm -hmm. then pay you, but don't assume that. And that's one of those shady fiat industries I don't just fuck with. Yeah. But there is value in having somebody hold your hand if you need it. But yeah. not for one percent. The market's a funny thing. It's like yeah. you know, it, like you go to a restaurant, and you tip twenty percent. It's like who made that number up? You yeah. know, the one percent. <laughs> who made that up? You know, yeah. and, and it's just this. It's just the market did somehow. You know, yeah, it, yeah. it just it emerged as that number. But yeah. yeah, when and it probably emerges because of a lack of education, which yeah. goes back to the you know the main system of education, which is the. Uh, Department of Education in the U.S., you know? Yeah. And then, like, you go back, it's like, oh, well, that probably sucks because the fucking fiat money printer, like, yeah. fucks up all the incentives. And then you, and but then even you that 20% back, like, is still dependent, to me at least, on value. I'm not autopilot and give you 20%. Mm -hmm. You need to be a great hostess. And you don't have to be a rock star. Mm -hmm. Give me a fucking straw. For my, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For my Coca-Cola. A you, plastic <laughs> straw. It doesn't matter. Just, like... Like yeah, I love, I love the people that as they're walking by, just notice that your cup is low, yeah. and just swap that out for you. Those people get twenty five percent from me, one thousand percent value for value, a hundred percent. 
But the the restaurants that don't get my business are the ones that assume that it's automatically added to the bill that the service is going to be great. Don't do that because I saw a homegirl hanging out with homeboy by the soda machine Uh-oh. and not doing her job. Random example. But like, they need to wash uh, their hands now. Yeah, no, it's just the fact <laughs> of the matter. I'm watching the shitty service and yeah. you're enforcing 20%. Well, guess who's not coming back here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, yeah, who made up them numbers? But it's still a value thing for me. You still got to earn that number. I'm not oh, yeah, about to just a, hand it out for no reason. Value thing. Yeah, um, definitely. But the banks that we were talking about, the whole the whole gist about it is, is that I actually tell my wife, you're right uh, on what you were saying, but as somebody who partners with their partner on budgeting, I can't believe I said partner. That's the lousiest way to say that. Life partner. Yeah, whatever. My lady. <laughs> Till death. <laughs> uh, is, is that like the, you know, sort of a twist on investing, but like any money that we plan on losing, you leave it in the bank. Like not no longer anything you plan on losing, you invest it. No, I'm probably going to lose what's in the bank. Like, there's more than 100% certainty, especially if you're a Bitcoiner. You're going to wake up one day and it's not going to be there. Maybe that's we're wrong on the thesis, but I highly doubt that we're wrong on I that mean, thesis. I feel like that's de- directionally correct because that's what everybody else was thinking a month ago. And here we are again. Here we are bank again. Failure, you know, again. People I'm going like, to play oh devil's advocate and say that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm like, <laughs> see, yeah, I'm like I got to hit this dude. He's drunk right now. <laughs> Short the banks, long Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, to kind of pivot back to what this whole point is, is that like you got to you got to hold the Bitcoin. And then and, and this is not financial advice, but it is. No, it's not. Um, you you got to be able to hold you. <laughs> you got to be able to hold the Bitcoin and then in, insert the banking system when and only when you need it. And I, I got it. This tax implications and all that bullshit. Listen, hold your savings long term. You'll be a better fiat spender if you just hold Bitcoin, anyways. But the only time you're gonna need the bank is when you need money. Right? So like when you liquidate in that sense, or when you whatever, or when your check is there and you just pay bills. Immediate money. But boy, to your point, are gone the days where you just keep a little bit for a rainy day in the savings account. It's over for that. I tell you, you're not going to get any interest. And and you're going to wake up one morning and it's going to be it's going to be fucked. Yeah. I mean, if if history has taught us anything, you know, you look at a there's oh my God, there's so many charts out there about this. But you just just Google the consolidation of banks in the last 50 years. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's kind of scary how it's all just trending to the bigger you know, the big four, essentially. They've, yeah. They've been anointed, you know, uh, immortal. Too by big to the, fail, uh, yeah. And they'll go down, too. They'll yeah. go down, too. Thou shall not fail. <laughs> J.P. Morgan Chase. <laughs> Bank of America. Yep. Yeah, well, for the listeners, that was kind of the underlining pinning of the, the direction of the show. It's like, what the fuck is the banking system on? What kind of drug are they using? Because yeah. they seem to be ignorantly, overtly stupid mm-hmm. as fuck. Just yeah. to be nice. It's, it's yeah, man, It it's that plus... You know, they're they're subject to all the crap from 2008. You know, uh, all all of those uh, you know regulatory requirements and things that uh, apparently are still being you know found out. I don't know. Uh, there's there's weird stuff that I'm seeing. Um, you know, not having to do it directly with this tangent we're on, but uh, otherwise uh, that that I've noticed that I need to dig into more before actually talking about it. But uh, that makes me think that there's like new interpretations being drawn from 2008 legislation. Yeah. Uh, and it's oh just kind of like we're 15 <laughs> years later and y'all are still unpacking this giant, you know, debacle of paperwork that you passed into law uh, or, or rather approved for spending or whatever, what have you, whatever extra rules they're putting into place. So, um, 
yeah, it's it's a mess, man. It's, it's sloppy, man. It's terrible. It's messy, and and the the problem is is that the 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 um the ones affected by the messiness are just the average folk, man. Mm-hmm. It's us. It's yeah. it's fucking crazy. Yep. They told us to go. They told us we couldn't have that, being that the gold standard. Mm. And then they told us to put our money in this motherfucking place mm. that, as you have already hinted a few times, is just not safe for yeah. your value. You just can't store it there. It's it, the banks are just basically now just being a front for like the actual mob, which is the, the Fed. But it's yeah, I tell I literally verbatim have said this to my wife more than once recently, like. Whatever's in the bank, that's what we're expecting to lose. At least the mob would, you know, like burn your house down or your business down. The banks will just take it and resell it to somebody else. That's crazy. <laughs> that's wild when you think about it. And they get away with it just freely. It's yeah, it's yeah. A scary and thing. you know who you're dealing with with the mob. You know, they show up in person. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know all them, all the CEOs. <laughs> they got a nice suit on. <laughs> they're just sitting out. You know, they're out in the east. They're gonna Coast. hurt you, but they smell great. I mean, they got perfume. <laughs> they got their gold watches. They're gonna fuck you. Flying up. around in their planes. Yeah, they go on CNN. Yeah. Know? No. And we just passed obviously the time of the year that it reminds you that they don't give a fuck about your tax yeah. time. It's like. Well, and they're also banking all the people that are over. that are um, you know perpetrating all kinds of evil acts all over the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, elephant uh, in this subject is Epstein, right? There's uh, fiat rules, man. Some pretty, when you, some some pretty, you know, not uh, not pretty things uh, coming out of Chase specifically really? uh, about how they refer to him in their emails, and they're just you know all you know uh, aware of uh, his general behavior, yeah, and you know kind of just turning the blind eye to it because he's they probably funded it. Yeah, they funded the shit out of it. Oh, you definitely. Yeah. I mean, you can act, absolutely make the case that they're aiding and abetting that. Yeah. Uh, but nobody wants to go to jail. So. Yeah, yeah. But in the fiat land, when you have enough, like it's like a cheat code, right? When you pay fiat games and you got more money, yeah, you kind of like can do whatever the fuck you want. So yeah, it's like it's like uh, chase dudes are good. Is what I'm those, saying. Just wait till those Chuck E. Cheese tokens run out, man. Yeah, no worth nothing. That's true. But they're gonna get homeboy, homegirl fired. They're gonna get a few fired, and oh, the big yeah. dogs are just gonna be chilling. Like, oh yeah. yeah. It reminds me of the uh, South Park episode with Magic Johnson, and they're like, "Oh, the cure for AIDS is money." <laughs> <laughs> he good AIDS is money. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I gotta watch yeah, that episode. Yeah, oh, I think old. I'm the only that's person like, on earth that don't watch South Park. Really? really? Yeah, that's an old one. It's like twelve, maybe fifteen years old. Oh man! Yeah, that's an old one. I don't watch. They're still going strong. Yeah, that's the one. You have to watch it because they can say shit. Sort of like this podcast, they can say shit that, and nobody. Now that Tucker Carlson is off off the air, yeah, South Park might be the last place you can actually like speak any truth. (laughs) on cable television. Yeah. Well, there's uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I'd rather it be like, although they have writers and teams, I still rather it be like from something that can't be taken serious, like Mm -hmm. a cartoon, yeah, Mm -hmm. than an actual person, like. That's how they get away with it. Oh, yeah. it's a fucking cartoon. Well, yeah, the these people don't exist. That's the thing. Yeah, you just want to. Well, and yeah, and, they, and and if it's real people, though, they just straight up censor you. Like it's mm. not. It's not that. Um, it's not that they'll debate you that that you're wrong. They'll just yeah. erase you. Yeah. Uh, see, but if I'm, I'm if I'm and I don't listen to Tucker at all, so I could I'm no incentive, no horse in this battle or the mm-hmm. this race. Um, he just needs to adopt what we've been talking about, the value for value model mm-hmm. like that. I got it. It's not making you CNN or whatever money. It's not making you sponsored Pfizer money. It's yeah. not making you any of that type of money. Uh, but like you're now isolated to the point where you're going to need to find a way to get money, anything mm-hmm. to be able to continue to say whatever you want right. and not have to kiss ass. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's a future we're going to. It's, 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 yeah. it's an unstoppable future. Yeah. And eventually, just like eventually everybody hops on board, it's going to happen, whether it's the iPhone. And like 
we grew up in an era where if you were like on the internet or on a computer or you like met someone on the computer, like you were a fucking nerd. You're a weirdo. You're going <laughs> yeah. on a date on a computer? Like, yeah. what are you doing, dude? Yeah. You know, but like, and then things change. And it's just, you know, like yeah. that. Whatever new invention comes and it, it changes people's psychology. And now like people wouldn't even, now it's weird if you meet someone at a bar and try to talk to them or whatever, you Wait, know, you like someone in real life. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like, Did you oh, follow them home or something. <laughs> exactly. Like it's these, it's funny how things flip so fast, but yeah, eventually like, and Joe Rogan got a sweet and you know, he's a perfect example because he got an yeah. awesome deal with Spotify. He still has like very much, I think like uh, uh freedom to say what he wants. Maybe he self-censors a little bit, but seems like he, he doesn't need to. Um, and he got a fat deal, 190 million for I don't know how many years, but that works for him, you know, yeah. maybe in five years, like he'll look if they kind of, they're not a U.S. company, so maybe that helps. But if they try to like choke him out more, he, dude, if he went value for value and he just put his, his, uh, uh, podcast behind a paywall, like a crowd paywall that I, like I told, told you about with John that has like everybody, um, it's a, if anyone doesn't know, a, a crowd paywall or crowd wall, I forget what he's calling it, but um, basically you can put up a, essentially uh, an amount of sats. Let's just call it 10 million sats. This episode will unlock once 10 million sats are paid um, in total. So, you know, it could be 10 people for a million or just one person with 10 million. But once it hits that 10 million mark, it's uh, open for everybody and it opens incrementally. So if 1 million sats get donated, then 10% of the podcast would be available to listen to for everybody. Yeah. Um, so a crowd paywall, a crowd wall. But uh, yeah, if Joe Rogan did that, dude, yeah. dude, I don't even know how, dude, he's so popular. Like mm -hmm. he has millions and millions of views. Like he could literally just put like a Bitcoin an episode. You know, I don't know how much that ends up being, probably not as much as 190 million, but he can, he can, make that like call and he can have absolute freedom doesn't have the answer to nobody yeah you know but he won't probably not he won't but yeah. the next person will who's also huge and I, I i still think he's the like the exception like it's just one of those things like he yeah. didn't he he can say borderline whatever he wants which i still think he's censoring himself harder than most people think um he can say that because he walked into spotify as i have 30 million viewers like if you don't do it they'll do it mm. so like that's a rare except nobody has 30 million viewers episode per episode that's just you, you can't compare him. It's crazy. Uh, but that's the thing. Fiat incentives have allowed him to not want to experiment with what his audience has to offer. Yeah. And he, you know, he's, he, he says that he's happy on Spotify, but it, what he's really saying is, is this check is massive. Yeah. This check is massive. And, and I, I think he censored hardcore. A good example is, is he used to always say, um, Alex Jones was like his really good friend. Like he's just a really good guy. He's really, how come you don't have him back on? He hasn't been back on since Spotify. No, and those episodes don't no. exist. Mm. But not yeah, Spotify, but Spotify's letting them do whatever. Wait, you mean they, they got like they got deleted? I believe so. I mean, I haven't checked, but I like, think, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure he still he had them on since the Spotify. I deal. don't think so. Oh All no right. no no no! Since the Spotify deal, yes. Oh okay. But since the shit started heated up with the whole uh, January riots yeah. with Alex uh, Jones and then the whole lawsuit with the kids Hook, yeah. with the Sandy Hook. Okay. Yeah. Now it's like he don't even bring up saying yeah that's my friend. Mm. He just completely so like does he have to do that? No, his show is still great. But it, we're talking about censorship and the levels of it. Dude, you, you're keeping quiet, bro. I remember when you got um, banned um, uh, 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 for saying the, the, the N-word over and over again. I don't know how sensitive my listeners are, so I won't say it. Uh, but uh, over and over again. And he was already, like, immediately on his social media, like, yo, apologizing. Like, yo, you know how the internet do? 
For somebody who's not censored, you're apologizing a lot. Yeah. Willie Nelson banned him, I believe, or one for the for the shot for the vaccine thing. Right back on his phone. Yo, guys, I don't know what's going on. I love Willie Nelson. I don't know if it was Willie Nelson, but I love that person. And it's like I'm not familiar with that. It wasn't that Willie Nelson. It was uh It wasn't Willie Nelson. Somebody who was a like pro shot and yeah. Rogan is obviously yeah. against shot. Yeah. Uh came out from Spotify as one of the biggest streamers mm-hmm. yep. and basically said Spotify need to get rid of Rogan. Oh, it wasn't. It was, oh, and then he William Nelson was way apology. cooler than this person, yeah. Neil Young. Oh God. Okay, right. I don't. I don't yeah. listen to that. I so know the they man are, don't but... need him around anyhow. So, but like once again, for somebody who's not censored, you're doing a lot of shit that censored That's people true. need to do. To, yeah. to so like that contract is affecting your decision in some way. Mm-hmm. It's still the best show to get information. I think sort of like the South Park thing. The guest is saying that, not me. So mm-hmm. like, I think Rogan gets away with a lot of that. Whereas yeah. like. I'm just talking to him. Don't worry yeah. about that. So yeah. I I love Rogan, all that stuff. Sort of like the Maulers. I don't want to sound like I'm hating on them, but I could be very objective about what you uh, have access to. Value for value. Uh, Curry's been on there a bunch of times. But the fact that you continue to say that like 190 million and they don't, they let me do everything. I don't think that's true. I don't just think that, that I don't think that's how business works. Yeah. You can't give yeah. somebody $190 million and not say, whoa, bro. Yeah. Like, you know, we got a company. Spotify has investors. Who will pull their funds? Yeah, so he's been able to get more grace because of thirty million listeners. And and, and spoiler, uh, music streaming is extremely unprofitable. The bigger you get, yeah, the bigger you get, the more expensive it gets, and the more in the red you go. So you got to find other yeah. sources of revenue, uh, it, because it, it's just simple math. Tour the streams yeah. add up. Yeah. and and they exceed the the revenue that you're gonna collect. Yeah, you got to tour. Uh, you got to do something else, yeah. but. Uh, and and I'll leave this whole topic with that. Uh, value for value, music mm. will change the game. Yep. Um, obviously, artists need to understand the incentive of Bitcoin, as podcasters do. Because if you don't care about Bitcoin, then that's not important. Mm-hmm. But if I were to walk up to you and say, "Hey, you can get a hundred percent of the proceeds, yeah. and you can, without physical contracts, give ten percent to your producer for the life of the product," blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think more often than when artists have been through that experience, like getting shit through DSPs. Uh, they're gonna be like, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, and I, I think too, if you're, you know, if you really believe in in your craft and, and yeah. what you're doing, um, it shouldn't be that hard of a sell to say, all right, well, do you want to keep all of your money? Yeah. Or do you want to sell yourself literally because you won't get your masters back, you won't get your creations. They're owned by someone else. That's why. And look at some. Look like, you know, there are. It, it's just astonishing how many artists. Decades later, you know, trying to scoop up all of their masters uh, because yep. they realize, oh, my gosh, like I'm not in control of the, the, the great work that I have completed. Right. Um, you know, you've got Paul McCartney taking, you know, he's like, I mean, he's like almost 80 if he's not 80 plus already. I think he's like around 80 uh, taken until the latest years of his life to gather back all the Beatles masters. You got Taylor Swift fighting to try to get, you know, her originals back and then, you know, couldn't. So she's yeah. like, I'm just going to re-record everything. Yeah, um, that's Screw you guys, yeah. you know? Like, you got all of these examples to point to of why this system is bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's literally, I think CeeLo Green said it uh, really well, was the music industry is a mother that eats her young mm, to piranha. survive. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with that, man. Shitty industry. Yeah. I think whenever I, I predict title will be the first to flip that switch. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. whenever somebody figures that out, I think that's going to be another revolution of, of creatives that have come in, just like podcasters are coming now. Yeah. 
Um, so it's going to be fascinating. There's going to be a whole renaissance happening in all areas of life. Everyone thinks we're going to go into the, the dark dystopian future. And nah, man, I'm way too bullish on the human spirit and the yeah. fact that everybody's fed up with this shit. Still got to be careful out here, though. There's always sharks. We, we, we got anything uh, important to cover there? What we got? We got more stuff? We can wrap uh, this up, too. I loved it. I love this conversation, man. This was an awesome conversation. I don't even know how long we in. Anybody got the time? Yeah, uh, it's like about an hour and a half. An hour and a half, that, yeah. That, that hail's almost gone. So strategically, <laughs> I, I, I don't think... Yeah, no, nah, we can keep going if you want. What do we got there? We got anything there? Strategically? No, nah, I was going to say most, people, don't, most people won't listen more than we six could minutes, hold. We but. could hold stuff to the next step. To, to next yeah, time. I think that's a bad yeah. idea because, like I said, this is new and most people probably won't listen past an hour. I just found that to be true uh, with all the people I've worked with. But run, You ran the numbers? I didn't run the numbers. I work with other people that do run numbers, if okay. that makes sense. Like, talking in bits is it's fun for me. I don't yeah. look at numbers. I don't really care. Uh, but I, I've, you know, worked with some people that I don't need to plug um, that are very analytical. And, yeah, I think the sweet spot for podcasting is about three a week and about an hour. Yeah. That sounds yeah, about yeah. right. Yeah. Unless you're Joe Rogan, then you can do four and a half hours or yeah, some shit. He's really good though. He's like, yeah. yeah he's I really think good, we're man. really good, man. Don't sell us short, bro. I <laughs> think we fucking rock stars, dude. I, I, I've always said it. Uh, shout out to Car. I was on his episode uh, a few weekends, uh, weeks ago, and I said it. I was like, like I think people, first of all, uh, podcasting is difficult, but I think you have to be, you have to be, you have to be entertaining, and you have to be creative. And uh, I, to him too, I gave him his credit, his flowers. Um, I think I think I'm good at this. I think it's one of those things. Like mm-hmm. it's fun to do, but numbers never matter, especially in a valley for valley land. The people will let you know. Yeah. Well, for Only the listeners, though, yeah, for the listeners, we plan on doing this last Friday of every month. Yep. Uh, I was too late to turn on the microphones, but before we started, we had Parker Lewis in the studio giving us a lesson here, talking to, to Shane. Uh, this is the whole emphasis of this segment. Last Friday of the month. Me and Kevin, if Shane wants to come back, it's an open door podcast. Uh, just tune in, y'all. You don't know who's going to walk in. Maybe a Parker Lewis, maybe somebody else. Uh, but a lot of value here. Maybe Anon will walk in. Yeah, I mean, I, I've dogged Shane the whole time. But <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to. Jerome, leave. maybe will make Jerome, yeah, appearance. yeah. I'll try to get the AI to edit all <laughs> the Shane uh, words there. Yeah, all we got to do is just uh, crank call him. He'll answer. Yeah. And tell us all about the recession that he believes is coming. <laughs> That's a whole conversation right there. And we didn't talk about nothing about AI, by the way, which is, I think, a little bit rare. Uh, but we'll save that for next month. Kevin, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate this idea. I I, I want to keep it going. We are going to keep it going. It's going to cool be fun. Idea. 100%. Shane, thanks for debuting with us, man. You just showed up. We were just yeah. talking about it. Yeah, as long as there was no cameras. Under the influence? Yeah. I just, not, yeah. I'm not ready. I'm a little camera shy. I'm yeah. with you. Yeah. I think I got like, that's that's, that's why 10. I'm a little bit loose about like doxing and stuff because it's like yeah, yeah. they got me like yeah. it, it's out, it's all yeah, good yeah. like at this point I got to be like the martyr I just got to be like it's too easy to find me with just my first name and the fact that I'm associated with you like yeah they they, they would be like <laughs> oh this guy must work at Unchained too and yeah. oh by the way he wrote a blog article here it is yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. fully doxed yeah 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 so like it's hard but I do agree um a lot with you too like it's you make yourself harder to get to. It's not all about being squeaky clean. But I, yeah. I gotta say, you know, the people that win wars are not ones that are nameless. Mm, that's a good way to end with a bar right there. But uh, appreciate y'all for the listeners. Shane and Kev are gonna get lightning splits once again. This whole show is value for value. That allows us to not only keep it going, uh, but allow us to listen to y'all. Leave some boosts, leave some comments. What do you want for the future? Drop some questions, some topics. We'll try to hit them. Once again, last Friday of the month, look out for Under the Influence. And uh, we'll sign off with that. Appreciate y'all.
Thank Adios. You. See you.